Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Hello and welcome to our fourth episode of The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with me, Sammy, and... Robert. Or Robbie. Or Robbie. Your host, Robbie. We don't be too formal on this show, no, to be honest. No, we don't. So today, we are back with you. We are recording in a hotel room yes. in Jacksonville. So we're taking the show on the road, so you guys should be excited. Yeah, so it's a little bit different for us today. It's been a bit of a struggle getting everything set up, but we finally figured it out. So this episode, we're going to talk about insurance in particular, like what different terms mean when you're using insurance, how insurance pays bills. That means you're going to hear a lot of Sammy's voice in this episode and a little bit of my voice. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, because Sammy, she deals with medical insurance day in and day out. So if somebody, if you're looking for somebody to teach you about insurance, she's the person to teach you about it. Yeah, I I. I don't want to say I'm an expert, but I do have a bit more knowledge than you do, I guess. I would say you're an expert in this area. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So. All right. So I'm going to have a companion episode on my Slingin' Pills to Pay the Bills podcast, which I have been woefully neglecting for a long time, but I plan to rectify that coming into 2021. Yeah, 2021. So there's going to be a companion episode that will be a little bit more detailed than what we're probably going to get into today. Right. But we're going to get started giving a little intro today and then our experiences with insurance. Yes. Okay. So first of all, there's different terms that come with insurance that's a bit confusing. So there's deductibles, there's co-pays, and there's premiums. And I know that it's... It's overwhelming to really think about. So we'll start with the basics. So do you know what your deductible is or what that means? 
my deductible. That means how much I have to pay until the insurance will cover will get into coinsurance. Right, exactly. So it's the amount you pay out of pocket before your insurance plan actually begins to pay anything. So that's correct. And in our case, we go into a coinsurance phase. You could also have just straight co-pays. It just depends on your plan, but we'll get into that in just a second. So there are some things, though, that you have to keep in mind when you're meeting the deductible that will be free regardless of whether you've met your deductible or not. So like if you have your annual checkup, that's free because we don't pay when we go to get our annual blood work or anything like that done. Okay. So that's why we don't have co-pays for that when we go to the doctor. Okay. If you get like a vaccine, most of those are covered, particularly like the flu shot. How about the COVID shot? Right now, fun fact, the COVID shot is free for everybody. So my understanding is insurances are required to pay for it. We've had some difficulties billing it, but they are supposedly required to pay for the COVID vaccine. And if you don't have insurance, the state pays for it. So either way. Well, good for the state. Yeah. But, you know, your standard vaccines are generally covered. Sometimes they're not, and sometimes it depends where you want to go. It may be covered at one place and not another, but that's something I'll talk about more in my Sling and Pills episode. So, And then, like, we have uh, individual deductibles and then a family deductible as well. So that's something else to kind of check on your plan. So, like, Robbie and I each have, like, a $3,000 deductible or a combined. We have, like, 6800 something like that. Okay. So, what happens, let's say, you barely use the insurance. Very true. And I suck it up as much as we I can. Yeah. So, what happens when I meet my deductible? So, when you meet yours, then you will start to see your medications, doctor's visits, all of those prices will go down. Okay. Until you meet, you know, you get out of your co-insurance phase. And, and what is that called? Like, when I hit that... That's my... That's your copay or co-insurance phase. Okay. And then eventually you can pay so much into the plan that they will cover things completely, which has happened to us the last two or three years yeah, since the accident. We, since my you, accident... You have had that, not me. I have met my deductible every year without a hitch. Except this year. Except this year. I've had some special kind of insurance. that, And that's a, another reason why this episode came about is because of all the insurance troubles I've been having. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to do do an episode specifically on health insurance. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, okay, so let's say you met your deductible, and then like you said, now you have a copay or coinsurance, right? Right. So a copayment is a fixed amount that you pay for services. So you can call and find out, okay, if I go to my primary care doctor, you pay $20 every time you go to your primary care doctor. You go to a specialist, it's $50. Things like that. That'll be in your plan paperwork, online, you can call, So let's let's break this down into into more layman's terms. Mm -hmm. So you say I go see a specialist. Yeah, like a dermatologist, pain management. uh, Or a urologist. Yes. Or something like that. Okay. That sounds good. So if that's if you have a copayment. If you have coinsurance, then you pay a percentage of the cost. This is where it's a little bit trickier. So like for us, we would pay 20% of the bill. So the insurance picks up 80%. We pay 20%. Okay. So that's why it's a little trickier because we don't have copays 
which a lot of plans do have, we have coinsurance, so we pay the percentage, not an actual fixed amount. Okay. So that's why sometimes the numbers are different depending what specialist you go to, who you see, because okay. they all bill like different amounts. Well, with my pain management company, they're crooks, so they'll bill anything. <laughs> that That is true. Your payment changed... By $20 within three days? Yes. I think. Yeah. And then they didn't give me a good example of why it was changing. No. No. If you're going... Now we're getting off the topic, but... It is a bit if you're topic. If you're going to pain management, watch how they bill your insurance. Because a lot of people listening to this podcast will be going to pain management. That's why I'm bringing this up. I... I think maybe a better way to phrase it would be at any doctor's visit, you should double check what you're paying. Specifically your uh, pain management doctor. Or specifically your pain management doctor. Sure. Well, yes, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Anyway. Anyway. So, do you know what a premium is? If you could see the, the premium. I actually don't. I've heard of it, but I don't. So, that's what we pay for the insurance each month. Okay. So that's what comes out of my paycheck. So even though you haven't met your deductible or you have met your deductible, no matter what, we have to pay for the insurance. So that never goes away. Okay. So even if things are free because we've met the deductible, it doesn't matter. You still have to pay into the insurance every okay. month. Or in our case, every two weeks. Okay. When I get paid, they take it out. So is there, a, can it change how you pay for the insurance? Can people pay for it every month? Every so, two weeks. yeah, I'm sure every plan is different. Like, our plan is actually every two weeks we pay into it because they just take it out of my paycheck because it's through the employer. But, yes, yeah, so you can have plans where you pay once a month. So, like, if you go to the healthcare exchange or Obamacare, those usually are billed once a month, but I'm sure you can set up payment plans. So, let's go to Obamacare for a second. Okay. Oh, what? Explain Obamacare and how it works. Is it kind of like what we're explaining right now? Yeah, it's going to be the same thing, except that you go on to the Health Exchange website, put in your information, ask you a lot of questions, and they help suggest plans that they think would be beneficial to you. And then you can see like how much you would pay every month for it, what your deductible would be. Like They lay everything out, and then you pick the plan. Okay. Versus when you work for somebody, you may be able to have some choice in like, which plan you pick. Like, for instance, I have three choices when I sign up for insurance, but it's it's not like it's a big variance. Okay. It's just mostly in what your deductible or your costs are going to be every paycheck. Okay. If anything. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So there's a thing called an out-of-pocket maximum. So this is what you pay. This is what we pay. Out of our own pockets. Okay. So this is everything that we're covered. This is the, it's the max amount that you would pay for your health services, basically. That's why it's an out-of-pocket max. Okay. So you spend this on deductibles, co-pays, your co-insurance, and then this is when, once you meet your out-of-pocket max, the insurance kicks in 100%. So now you have no copay, no co-insurance, your medications are free, etc. So okay. that's what we've been hitting previous years. We had hit every year. So that's but again, when... you still have the monthly premium that doesn't go away. 
So that's when we were on the other insurance, and then they covered all my doctor's visits, mm-hmm. prescriptions, right. everything. Mm-hmm. If I needed, if I needed an operation, they probably would have paid for it then as well. Yeah, I mean, for instance, like by the time you got into the hospital last year, we had met the deductible. So we right. didn't get any sort of bill. We didn't have to pay anything while you were there. And it was just covered completely. Then they were like, great. This guy already has insurance. I know, right? So um, they probably got a fortune off of us. But you have to also consider whether some place, a provider, a hospital, a specialist, a pharmacy is in network or out of network. Because if it's out of network, you may have to pay more to see that provider. Because... Like, United Healthcare, when we had that, they had out-of-network built in, you know, costs and stuff, and so does our current plan, Aetna. But the United Healthcare, I think, was less for out-of-network providers. Right. Because, like, when we went to Dr. Thomas, they would bill every month, but we eventually still would hit the out-of-pocket max for even out-of-network right. providers. Right. And then that would start to be covered before the end of the year. Right. But I think with our new plan, you, the out-of-network is a lot higher, so we're probably never going to... And the Same reason day. why we met it when we were on United Healthcare was because of Evelyn at Dr. Thomas's office. So big shout out to her. Mm-hmm. She always billed our insurance and she always made us. She still does. Yeah, she always helps us hit that out of network expense so she knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And if you go out of network, it may be a case where they'll bill it, but you have to pay the whole bill. So that's what would kind of happen, like with Dr. Thomas. They would bill our insurance, okay. but we still had to pay a, a portion of that. So Dr. Thomas is out of network for us. Yes. And my pain management company is also out, is of, network. Also out of network. Yes. But things are different when I get billed for Dr. Thomas than they are at pain mm-hmm. management. Yeah. How is that so? I. I think that's a really good question because Dr. Thomas, I can tell you, I don't want to like give all his business out, but I can tell you exactly what Evelyn is going to bill because I can see it every time you go. I can tell you the exact amount and then we know the exact amount that you're going to actually have to pay, which is still less. Right. It's not the full amount. Right. They kind of give me a friends and family discount. Well, well. no, but no, my point is there, there is no change in billing. In billing. And sometimes, like, if you got the perineural injections, I think sometimes the price will go up. Right. Because that's an additional cost, which I understand. No right. I don't understand what pain management does because... It changes. One time it was, like, $60. $60 right. To go, and then you went, and they said it was going to be 100 and something, and you said, I don't want to pay that. I'll come back another day. I want to call the insurance. And then you went back, like, literally three days later, and it was 120 Exactly. So That's I, what I don't I don't understand. know what they're doing. I don't I don't know where they're getting these numbers from. No, I agree. And, and it that, is very inconsistent. And that is the reason why I'm just like, I can't go back to this place. So, I'm not going to get into prescriptions, because you can listen to my... Slinging pills slinging to pay the bills. to hear more about prescriptions. And again, more in-depth information on all of this. But the reason we brought this up in particular now... Is because of the reason why we are in Jacksonville. So the reason why we're in Jacksonville is because I am having neck surgery at the Mayo Clinic. Yes. So when I first got into the accident, 
I got out and I got a doctor that who, who did a disc replacement surgery for me. And I think we can talk a little bit more about and, the actual surgery in the next episode. Right. Okay. So it's not to get too off time. Right. Hey guys, this is Robert Brooksby from Minimalist Broadcasting and the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. Your donations allow us to deliver high quality content to you, the listening audience. So please head over to LimitlessBroadcasting.com today and donate so we can deliver high quality content to you tomorrow. Thanks and let's get back to the show. because the Mayo Clinic is going to fix what the other surgeon did. Right. Okay. So the reason it ties into this and insurance is because the we went to see the doctor, Dr. Chen, at the Mayo Clinic in January. A whole month later, they had submitted everything to our insurance and the insurance said, that Robbie does not meet the requirements to get a fusion, which we'll talk about in the next episode, but he does not re- meet the requirements to get a fusion and to have anything done. Sorry, no, denied by the insurance. No ands, ifs, or buts about no. it. So this is important because you may not have a provider who wants to fight the insurance, or you may not know that you can actually argue against it. So you can submit an appeal. So before we really did anything, Mayo Clinic was already like, um, yeah, so Robert, yeah, we got a denial from Aetna. By the way, we already submitted an appeal, and we're hoping to hear back by this date. Like, okay. And they just did this on their own. Great. Awesome. Happy to hear it. Let's pause right there. But every other doctor that we've wanted to do this, we've had to bring that up. Can we appeal it? Mm-hmm. No other doctor that we've been through has just picked up the phone and did it themselves. Yeah. That's number one. So, the nurse who spoke with us and told us that it was denied originally, she had said that there was a what they call peer-to-peer review. So, somebody from Aetna, supposedly a doctor, talked to Dr. Chen about why we wanted to do the surgery, why it was important, why it was necessary, and then they still said, eh, this is not enough evidence, denied. So, obviously, Dr. Chen disagreed, <laughs> being that he's a Mayo Clinic Physician, I would think that he had some clout. Yeah. So the insurance company basically had to go back in and re-review everything. And I don't know exactly what all Dr. Chen resubmitted. Right. But I'm sure once he heard kind of what they were looking for, and that's sometimes what you have to do. And you have to keep that in mind when you're submitting things for like big procedures, surgeries, any implants, things like that, that you want to have done. The insurance may deny up front. But your doctor can utilize that and say, okay, now I know what game I have to play to get it covered. And trust me, we do this in the pharmacy world too. You get a denial back. What's the what's the angle that I can get this covered for this patient? Same sort of thing, except it's a bigger scale when it comes to this sort of stuff, surgeries and whatnot. So they heard whatever Aetna said. They had talked to the doctor, Aetna, and they resubmitted everything. And then we had to wait. Now... 
You can just have your doctor submit it. I don't know if you know this, but you can actually usually find somewhere on your insurance's website a place for you to also submit an appeal. So I wrote them a very angry and long note. Do you think they read it? I don't know. I got a postcard in the mail saying thank you for your uh, appeal that you submitted. So maybe they didn't read it. I don't know. Or maybe it was just a bot. Yeah. I have no idea. But you can try. That's always something that you can submit your own information, anything that you think would help contribute I'm always a person to the overturn. who likes to do it over the phone. I will call up an insurance company and ask, and I don't I don't care if I have to spend hours on the phone. If I really want an answer, I'll get an answer. Yeah. Sammy is more of, let me go to their online portal and submit an appeal. I like to have a paper trail. Yeah. So this is what I said to you. On such and such day, so then if it's denied again or there's some sort, of, some sort of other issue, I can go back and then I can just be like, listen, so you still denied it and he still has poor quality of life and so I have the documentation. Right, no, and I don't know exactly why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just two diff- different strokes for different yeah. folks. and whatever you feel more comfortable with, obviously, right. you should do it that way, 100%. Absolutely. So, they came back and we got a letter in the mail that said, oh, I should have should have brought it. It was like a doctor, some sort of appeal and specialist, a nurse who works in appeals. Was there another person? I think there was like four. There was like four people. Who re-reviewed the case and overturned the denial. So, don't ever lose hope if you get denied the first time. That does not mean you can't get it overturned. Believe me, with this surgery... At the Mayo Clinic, we've had a very large range of emotions because we went from meeting Dr. Chen Mm -hmm. to getting it set up Mm -hmm. to getting it so the insurance denied it Mm -hmm. and it's off completely to it's back on. I mean, it's been so mentally and emotionally exhausting. Yes. It's just, it's, sometimes it's a shock to say that we're even here. hmm And I don't know if, I mean, I'm getting off topic, but in the next subject, or in the next episode, episode. we will touch base more on this, but yeah. it's been like that. hmm But the important thing is just, don't ever take a no at first as the final answer. Right. Because there are avenues you can go to, and you should push your doctor to help you out. And if they don't want to help you, then you need to find a new doctor, doctor that will fight that for will you. assist you. Because, like I said, the Mayo Clinic has been awesome in that respect. There's been confusion with billing and whatnot, but if you know something too, that's another thing I want to point out. So we got the letter back from Aetna, and it said we overturned everything but one part of the surgery. So I immediately called Robbie and I said, there's, cause he wasn't home. He was on his way actually to see Dr. Thomas that day. Right. And I said, we got this letter and it says that everything was overturned. And we were sitting here thinking we were going to have to pay potentially the entire Mayo Clinic bill ourselves. And right. we were trying to figure out how we were going to do it and handle it and everything. And I said, no, they, they said they overturned almost all of it except one part of the surgery. So he calls the authorization department at the Mayo Clinic, and there is definitely not always the best communication. And I think this between is between departments. Every every medical institution, and it's not like it's Mayo Clinic specific. And I'm not bashing them by any means. Exactly, because the Mayo Clinic is awesome, but 
there's definitely some miscommunications about who gets the letter from Aetna, where the response goes. I don't know where it goes to exactly. And the thing is, I think with this and the letters, I think the care team was getting it. But I don't think the authorization or billing departments were, which is interesting that they don't send it to multiple places. You know what I mean? When they send out the reply. So you're talking to authorization and you're like, hey, I got this letter. And it actually says that it was no longer denied. So she actually had to find out from the care team and call you back and say, oh, you're right. I'm sorry about the miscommunication. So this is where we're at now. This is what Dr. Chen is doing. This is the other appeal they submitted, but surgery is a, is a go, basically. So definitely if you have information and one place is telling you one thing and one place is telling you another, but you have some sort of solid information in front of you, like the appeal was, you know, the denial was overturned by the appeal, just call and just keep talking to somebody until they figure it out. Because right. They, you know, they're all people working in this place and they're, like we said, they're not always great communication or, you know, letters don't always get submitted to every department. So they don't always realize that something has changed. So make sure that you're adamant about what you know or what you believe. And stick up for yourself. And yeah, just keep calling back. I don't know how many times Robbie has talked to the the prior authorization department. I've talked to them several times and I'm probably the biggest pain in their ass But we got it overturned. Yeah, A part of it. And we got things cleared up and, yeah, I mean, that's the important part. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So always, always do that. Just keep track of everything. Read everything you get in the mail. I mean, we got the letter from Edna and I'm thinking it's going to be just another letter that says, hey, we denied this and this is why. But you can read why they denied something? What's going on? Always read whatever yeah, documents they sent Sam, you online. In Sammy the mail. actually sent me those documents uh, yeah. via text message. Yeah. Actually, uh, so we're actually recording this episode on, via my phone. Mm-hmm. But once uh, w- once we're done, she'll go back and reread you what they said mm-hmm. because you were like, "Oh, I, I wish I would have brought the letter with me." I ha- you have you sent it. To I me. do have it. Well, we'll how about we'll do that in the next episode. In the I'll next pull it episode. up on my phone. Yeah, because yes. it's it's relevant but not relevant to, to this. But yeah, so basically at the end of the day, like know the ins and outs of your insurance, what your deductibles are when you meet your deductible, however much it is. Know what you're going to be paying afterwards. Is it a co-payment? Because then it should be consistent. Is it a co-insurance? Then you'll kind of want to find out. Maybe if you can, what the bill maybe will look like ahead of time. And then once you meet your out-of-pocket max, which you should also know, keep an eye on everything to make sure everything is updated because this is when everything should be covered for you. And no offense, but sometimes you want to save. If you think you're going to meet your deductible and you think you're going to meet your out-of-pocket maximum, you should save some expensive things for the end. Right. Because, you, I, you know, when we met our deductible, I'm like, you can go to the dermatologist every week if you want. That's yeah. fine with me. That's, when, that's an expensive bill. When you, but when we're not, if we haven't met that. When you meet your deductible, that's when the real fun will begin. Be- fun. Because, ha- in air quotes, because you can go to any doctor and get it covered if you want to. You can well, even go to the. They well, probably still need to be like in network. In network, I should yeah. say. In any doctor in network. If you needed to, you could probably go to the emergency room and get it, get it covered. That's true. 
because that's exactly what happened to me. It was all covered. If you have to look forward to something, look forward to that. That's when the real exciting things happened. I don't know if you can actually do cosmetic stuff. That's probably a little still hairy. But, but as if, far as... I wish you could, though. You could... As far as regular... <laughs> Sammy knows medical, exactly where, I, where I'm going with that. As far that. as regular medical things, yes. So if you know you have to get, like, injections, if you go to a pain management and they're kind of pricey, you know, maybe you could try and wait it out a little bit, spread them out a little bit further until you meet your deductible, and then you can kind of go for it. Right. And also know when your plans change over, because most plans go January to December 31st. Right. Some plans are funny. Ours is not that way. Ours is mid-year. Just does the changeover. So you need to make sure you're on top of that, too. So that'll make a difference for the billing and all of that. And if you think you're getting ripped off or there's mistakes made, if you're going to a doctor's office, call your insurance company. They should be able to tell you what your copay will be for that physician. 100%, yes. Because that's what I'm having to do with a lot of my stuff is because I... I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of, and I'm not the one to do that. I will fight a company tooth and nail, and I don't care if it's over $5. If I feel like I'm getting ripped off, I will fight them over that money. That's true. So you should do the same. Yes. Just stick up for yourself, like you said. Exactly. It's all about sticking up for yourself, knowing what your plan is, knowing what it covers, and... And basically not taking shit from people. Yeah. And companies. It's true. That's basically it. Yeah. I mean, of course, Sammy's going to go into greater details on the Slinging Pills to Pay the Bills podcast. Mm -hmm. But this, I really just wanted to do this because we've had a hell of a time with our insurance company. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've this insurance company that we have now has broken my heart several times over. And then pumped it up again. It just... It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Again, it's emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, but yeah, we wanted to... We're Again, we're in Jacksonville at our hotel room. Mm -hmm. We've been all over the place due to my surgery. So we're late on getting this episode out. But this is why. Mm -hmm. So... Does that basically wrap it up? Yeah. So I want to say check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com for all of our shows, Slinging Pills to Pay the Bills, Painful Truths of Living with Chronic Pain, the Pixie Dust Twins, and what's what's Ashley's show? The 13914 Podcast. If you're into religion and spiritual. It's uplifting. It's very uplifting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very positive, and she, I think she does a good job in she, sending her message out. I think she does, too. Go check that out. And we're having a, hopefully soon, to be released, Highlander podcast. Yes, we're having a Highlander podcast. It's, it's if very you're, close If you're ready. a big fan of the, the movies and the series. A.K.A. With, if you're a giant nerd. With Adrian like Paul, this. you're going to love this one. Because I go to the sword experiences, and I'm going to have people on our podcast that have been to the sword experience that will be able to interview, get interviewed. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. So we're watching all the seasons, starting from one 
to the sixth season. I, I believe there's like a hundred episodes. Probably more than that. Maybe more. It's a lot. But there's a lot. But it's coming soon on the Limitless Broadcasting mm-hmm. Network. Podcast Very Network. Close. Very so close to getting released. Follow us on Instagram, Limitless Broadcasting. Follow me, Robert, at 19... 19- no, at... No, at Dyslexia, man. Robert, 1950 Films Media. And then follow Sammy. At the Sam, period, A, period, L-A-M, the Sam Lamb. And that's the team. Thank you for tuning in again. We love doing the show. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the support you guys are showing for the podcast. Yes. And if you're interested in marketing or sponsorships, advertising, please contact me. You can go to our in my Instagram page, Limitless Broadcasting, and then get a hold of me. Yeah, and do me a favor. Rate us on all your podcasts and write us a review because yeah. it certainly does help us out. Yeah. And it helps us get the word out about our show and people that are struggling with chronic pain. So I'm going to stop talking and Sammy's going to lead you out now. All right. So again, thank you for tuning in to our fourth episode of this season. 2021 of the painful truth of living with chronic pain like you said go to limitless broadcasting check us out on instagram we post fun videos you'll see lots of videos involving the mayo clinic coming soon or have started actually being posted some of them right so there's lots of fun stuff coming and next episode we're going to delve more into what's going on with this whole mayo clinic thing absolutely so check it out thank you Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.